0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Cantori and You. Great to have you here, and thank you to Tommy Howe for being our guest today. Tommy's an old friend. Love Tommy. We go way back. We, we, uh, we started as competitors, but what's awesome about Tommy is when we were competitors back in the day, I was doing mornings at 91X, and he was part of the launch of FM 94.9. Those were the, uh, that was the height of the radio wars, where, where people could be really mean. And Tommy, I'll tell you, was always super cool, respectful, nice, just a genuine soul. And we've just had the most amazing connection over the years that was just based on that. I have so much respect for Tommy, his craft. I think he's an amazing broadcaster. I always felt that he was the smartest guy on the radio. And uh, he's pivoted. Talk about a major pivot over to politics. He's running for city council. We'll discuss that. And of course, have some radio stories for you here in a minute. I do want to thank our sponsors. We'll start with BajaBound.com. If you're uh, heading down to Baja Mex and you need auto insurance, hit them up. BajaBound.com. They've got 24-hour policies, weekly, monthly policies. You can't drive down to Mexico without auto insurance. And a lot of people make the trip. You know, you hear stuff about Mexico, obviously, all the time. But uh, I think so much of that stuff is far, far past us. I I really do. I mean, I have friends who go down there literally daily. You know Halloran? You know Halloran? Halloran goes down to Mexico on his motorcycle every day because he's got a gig down at More FM. Perfect example. Halloran's going down there on his bike, bringing one of his cars down there. He needs auto insurance. Mike, if you haven't hooked up with BajaBound.com, do it today. So there are plenty of people here that commute south of the border, uh, vice versa, what have you. <laughs> BajaBound.com. Also want to thank Tory Holistics, who have been with us since day one, the first licensed uh, shop medical cannabis collective in the entire state of California. So they got their first uh, the first rec license back in January for adult use but they've been serving the medical community for years and uh, just top-notch, located in Sorrento Valley at the 5805 Merge. And the thing I just met with them last week, the thing they wanted me to mention was their delivery service. Really hit that. There are a lot of delivery services out there. Most of them are not legal, just to be quite honest. And I'm not bagging on those delivery services. If you want to play uh, by the rules, if you will, Tory to you. Legal license delivery service. They'll get you your medicine within an hour. Hook it up, toryholistics.com forward slash delivery. It's above bar. They've got a huge selection of high quality lab tested products, THC, CBDs. You know I'm a huge proponent of CBDs. Uh, there's so much research coming out right now when it comes to cbds with epilepsy how cbds can help with autism i mean the list goes on so if you need more information about the medicinal benefits of the plant cbds they have that information at toriholistics.com as well and finally big thanks to my homies at the scooter farm i just redid their website or <laughs> i'm in the process of redoing their e-commerce site in fact, if you need help at the site, hit me up, cantori at uonline.com. But uh, the Scooter Farm are fantastic sponsors. I love working with them. Great humans running that place. And if you've got a kid in your house who's down with the scooters and wants to do all those crazy tricks and tail whips and grinds on the scooters, head on over to the Scooter Farm. They've got a facility in the back of the place where the kids can ride on the ramps. And then they also have the best shop in Southern California, hands down. So if you've got a kid who's into the scooters, the scooterfarm.com, and they're located in Claremont right down the street from uh, the Claremont skate park. All right. I think that ends our commercial break. <laughs> I'm also going to be at Fiesta del Sol this Sunday, the entire day in Salada beach on stage. If you see me out there, please say hi. Would love to hang with you, grab a beer, maybe a surf between sets and uh, now it's time for Tommy Howe. Tommy Howe for City Council. Vote Tommy2018.com.
1: Here we go. So awesome. And you actually have my favorite mics, so this is great. Uh, look at that. Yeah, dude. I love these. So uh, you're right though <laughs> as
0: far as uh, we were talking about the dog. We just got the puppy and it's amazing. My, my wife calls her my therapy dog. Oh. She's, my, she's my little baby. No matter what day I'm having, a good day, a bad day, she makes me so happy it's not even funny.
1: Yeah, we have a little shih tzu. And uh, his name is Reggie, and my wife calls him her therapy dog as well. And Reggie goes everywhere with us. You know, it's great. I mean, he's he's portable. He's a little bit smaller than Bailey. He's about 10 pounds soaking wet. He's a Shih Tzu. Hi, sweetheart. Hello, okay, sweetheart. Okay, she's taking to you Hello, now. Hello, sweetheart. Yes. At first, she was freaked out. You smell Reggie. five months
0: old. Oh. And she's just a little baby. And now, when I say therapy dog, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. Of course, yeah. I'm not pulling the taking her into restaurants and showing certificates. You know, if that's your deal, cool. But uh, within reason, I just know if I'm having a bad day, this dog can brighten any friggin' moment.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, no matter what kind of day you're having, your dog is always happy to see you when you get home. So uh, it's been a while, man. How's life? Chris, it is so great to see you. <laughs> it is so great to see you. You've been here for a couple of years now, right?
0: I've lived in this house uh, in particular for about four years now.
1: Has it been four years? Really?
0: Yeah, it's going to be four years this December. But before this, I lived on the other side of Kensington in another house right. where I live for uh, over 10 years. Okay. So I've been in the neighborhood you know since the early 2000s
1: yeah my, my dad and my sister used to live right down the street on uh, Kensington Drive for a while and I, I love this part of town it's uh, the best uh, it really is a great neck of the woods um, but yeah it's it's been uh, it's it's been very very different it's it's been a real change I uh, announced I was running for City Council in October and then I formed my committee in November and um, it's interesting how there are you know, when, and when we were working at KPRI, I was already doing some of this political work with with the Democrats for Environmental Action. Right, I remember that obviously. And there were things that a broadcasting background uh, brings to to that you know set, which is very very helpful. One is you're very used to speaking in public. You're very used to speaking with people, and it's a skill that you almost don't even know that you have, but. And I always tell people, you know, you always seem so calm whenever you're, you're going to go talk before people. And my feelings always have you ever announced a band before? (laughs) Because... (laughs) Yeah, in
0: in front of tens of thousands of people who hate you. They don't want to hear from you. They just want to see the band where you actually have a captive audience that is there to hear from you. Yeah. Huge
1: Uh, difference. And the first 10 rows is, you know, soaked in beer. You suck. Exactly. Put on Kiss or whoever.
0: Whoever. I want Cage the Elephant, not your fat ass. Exactly. And I'm directing that at me, by the way. <laughs> so
1: so that is that, that is a nice thing you just get used to and you, but you get used to you know handling a room yeah. you get used to working a room you know when you're like a public personality it's it's not a big deal and, and and you it's 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 a role that you're already kind of used to
0: and you also know you have to turn it on let's be honest yeah yeah and, sure and you know that there's that button within that once that mic is hot especially right. when you're on the rate that's what I dig about podcasting is I could take more of a subdued conversational tone right when you're on the air you have to be on your game you have to be on point you're connecting and you're in the pocket and that's kind of what I feel like it is like when you're doing public speaking right Mm -hmm. you have to be in the zone and you have to lock in
1: yeah very much so and you know you're planning what you're going to go and say what you're going to go and say and you know with a morning show you've got everything mapped out here's what we're going to do this break not my shows (laughs) Well, Wrong, but, but, you know, but, you know, <laughs> planning out to yes. a point because still when the mic goes on and it's hot, well, you know
0: what you're going to talk, you about. know, but
1: yeah, but it, it's not scripted. True. You know, and you know what you're going to say. And unless you're doing some liner for the umpteenth time on tickets are on sale now wow, for this show
0: you, and go to here and enter the password. Yeah.
1: And, and uh, so being able to tie all those things together has been. Uh, fun to do in this political realm, and it's been helpful. Uh, it has also taught me a lot of things, as radio has. For example, not everything is always going to work at all times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> patience is always good, and um, you know when you you know it it forces you, you. You are working with people who, at least with with politics, if you have volunteers and the staff, you know well. They're there working with you. Um, I guess the difference is that when you're working in radio, typically you have another dynamic personality across the microphone from you.
0: Yet you're competing.
1: Right. So, you know, if you're debating with somebody or having, you're in a forum environment, well, everyone there is trying to make sure that the most attention is at least on them. And so if you have a well-regulated event where it's fair, then that's good because you do have these very dynamic personalities who are, are competing for each other.
0: And you have to find your way in and have to find your place. And mm-hmm. sometimes it can be gnarly and competitive, mm-hmm. which sums up the radio environment.
1: Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you know you walk into a room and you're not really too sure who your friends are today. And so Woo! you have to go and figure that stuff out too. And and that's but that's also part of of being a public personality. And it's also part of you choosing to, to be above that.
0: And you learn that in radio over Mm -hmm. time. That's Mm -hmm. something that I've had a hard time figuring out. It's taken me getting knocked down several times. And and age, you know, age plays a huge role. Like At this stage, I'm not going to go to war with radio management. Because it doesn't need to be that way. And you lose focus. And that's not... You know, you have to stay true to your objective, especially when you're doing what you're doing. You can't get clouded by all that noise.
1: Yeah, very much so. That requires a, a lot of confidence and a lot of uh, knowing what you want the end result to be, and how are we best going to wind up getting there? And but it's it's just so unusual how much of that is played into into doing this. From the
0: outside, you were working at 91 X doing mm-hmm. the morning show. You, you literally your old job yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you, you don't have that job one day and then the next day it's boom tommy is
1: running for for san diego city council and uh you know i i had i had considered running uh while i was still working there but there was it's gotta be a conflict of interest right if you have that platform well uh I don't know if it would have been a conflict of interest, but it would have been a conflict of time. I mean, you know, doing a morning show—that is your life, and 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 not just the schedule, everything else about it. I mean, you have events that come up, you have gigs you have to go to—all appropriate. That's part of the job. That that's what you're signing up for. And I thought for a while, I I, I thought, well, maybe I could actually go and do both. I don't know, you know, yeah. what I was thinking. And thankfully, I met with several people at the end of like 2016 early 17 when this and I was kind of kicking the tires on it and they were kind of like you know you really you really need to make that your full-time job and they were right yeah they were absolutely right but so when when the job came to an end and 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 the team decided to make some changes which is that, that's fine I was like well you know that lane opened up there and and I have an opportunity and um and it worked out.
0: So you kind of answered my question. It was already teed up or you had everything in motion. So when it ended, it was an easy pivot or was it an arduous pivot?
1: Uh, it was an easy pivot. It was an easy pivot because I, I'd been thinking about it. I, I had a, I had a bunch of things going on. I mean, first of all, I mean, I, I didn't want to leave the job. I, I enjoyed the job. I right. enjoyed doing that. Um you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And you know, those jobs don't grow on trees. And so I, I, I was enjoying doing that. So I decided I wasn't going to step down from my job. That was first. And then secondly, my, my dad has had a lot of health issues and, um, he's got Alzheimer's and that was really coming to a head last summer. And, um, and it's, we have him in a, in a wonderful place, which is great now, but that transition was happening last year it's so hard it it was hard yeah yeah and and uh and it just wound up taking more and more bandwidth i mean it it, for a while there it got to the point where um you know when 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 alzheimer's patients sundown and their mood changes like around four or five o'clock in the afternoon and and it's it's eerie when this occurs and they become different people and same I, thing happens with me <laughs> right, right you get out the cape and uh, you know but uh but it but it, it, it became you know i i would be there sometimes down the street you know and until like one in the morning sometimes That's with so my hard, dad man. and my sister you know she was trying to get some rest and then i'd have to go and do a morning show and that was Ugh. that was tough
0: that tests you and, yeah. and you're not only your physical strength but more importantly your emotional strength yeah more than anything right yeah sleep deprived you're dealing with a loved one who's in a very sensitive position yeah my uh my best friend growing up stefan he listens to the podcast and uh this is a subject he can relate to walking this path with his dad right and uh man i'll tell you it's i'm actually trying to encourage him to Do a podcast about the subject, being the son or the child of a parent who is going through that because the journey he went on through it on his own without a support system. Oh in my, place. God. I don't know how you could do that. And I don't know how you can <clears could throat> do that.
1: Well, my, and my sister was living with my father, so but you know, sometimes it was just. It's like we, we need all hands on deck. Yeah, it was one of those. He was alone,
0: of living with his dad, and he had his own family.
1: At <laughs> oh the my! Time. G- I can- Oh really? Yeah. He had his own family. Newborn, oh the goodness. whole bit. Oh. oh, the
0: whole bit, man.
1: Oh, that. Yeah, po-
0: and his dad was a legend too. Daniel? No, he's not with us anymore. Okay. But uh, he's just, uh, we we honor him. He's a jazz saxophonist. Yeah. And growing up, Daniel was the shit. Like, I I just worship the relationship he had with Stefan because I had never seen a dad physically show love to a son like that. Like, my dad and I, I don't think we've ever hugged. Okay. where, where yeah. Stefan and his dad would kiss on the lips. Right. And I remember going, whoa, that's weird, until I had a kid of my own. I go, no, that's the way it should be. I'm not afraid.
1: Is Stefan in a better place now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Which is why I try to encourage him to do the podcast, because I think of people like yourself or others out there listening to Stefan, who has lived it. Plus, he's such a solid human. He's a yogi. He has his own yoga studio but he knows the ins and outs of the disease, like yeah. no other plus going through the system too.
1: Well, Stefan, I would say, and, and, and you know this probably better than anyone, that the, the, what you know, if you're able to share that with just a, a person, because what happens is, and, and I know this happened with my sister a bit, you know, you're, you're, you're living with someone and so you're not really, you're not, it takes up all your time. Yep. And so you, you do feel like you're alone. And the thing that people who live with Alzheimer's patients come to realize when they go to support groups and stuff is it's like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. And the 10 people here have the exact same story that that I do. Yeah. And and it's so important that, that those because they don't get out enough uh, and, and podcasts might be the only escape they have for a half an hour, or 45 minutes. Bingo. So that's that's really
0: valuable. That's so cool to hear. And I'm sure he'll take that uh, take that advice to heart now getting back to you and your current now you say you're running for city council mm-hmm. what does that mean exactly
1: so uh there are nine council districts in the city and uh the city council members essentially make the policy uh of the city they, they make the laws it's kind of the way congress makes the laws well council makes the laws of the city and then it's up to the mayor to execute those laws uh, just as it's the president's job to execute those laws right um, so I am running in San Diego City Council in district 6 fancy inside baseball way of saying that's Claremont, Mira Mesa Kearney Mesa Sorrento Valley uh, Miramar and a little bit of Rancho Penasquitos and actually it's the eastern two-thirds of Claremont so like Bay Park and Bay Hill are in a different different district
0: okay this is awesome because I feel like I'm back in
1: school so uh,
0: who currently has District 6?
1: So Chris Kate is the incumbent, and okay. he, he was elected four years ago. So right. I'm running against him.
0: We got to make this happen. That's,
1: that's, the, that's the idea. Come on, man. So, so we have a primary coming up June 5th.
0: Yeah, so talk to me.
1: So June 5th is the California primary, and all kinds of races are going to be on the ballot. And th- these, these races essentially, the, the primary essentially determines who's going to be on the final ballot, the general election in November. All right. So um, until two years ago, the city of San Diego had a rule whereby if you won 60%, you won outright in June and there would be no runoff to November. Okay. Okay. Uh, What happened though is in November of 2016, voters in the city said no. They're going to pass something that was called Proposition K, which essentially forced uh, the, the determination to go to November. I remember and, this, right? So you couldn't you couldn't uh, blow someone out with sixty percent. The it. top two finishers had to go. Now that's only for the city. That doesn't apply to county races right now. Although there is a measure on the ballot to make that occur as too.
0: Are you running against anyone within your own party?
1: Yes. Um, so there was one gentleman who was uh, also running as a Democrat. He had to drop out. Unfortunately, he's a really great guy. He
0: just knows the power of Tommy. <laughs> well,
1: no, un- he, un- he unfortunately had some strange medical conditions oh, come no. up. And so he's OK. Actually, we just found that he doesn't need surgery, which is really wonderful news. Um, uh, there's another guy there. There's a there's a lawyer from Claremont who's also running. And um, but, you know, I'm a Democrat, but there are no party uh, designations on the ballot because it's a nonpartisan seat. Mm. So, so if when I would go to the door and, and I talk to Democrats, I talk to Republicans, Libertarians, American Independent, I talk to everybody. But if I talk to a Democrat and they're like you're a Democrat, I say yeah, and they say okay, I'm going to vote for you. It's like well, well hold on, right? Because if you're looking for the D, you're not going to see it. That's why I vote for Tommy.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. on the flip side, what do you tell people when they say? I'm a Republican.
1: Well, the funny thing is, is that Republicans often open the door more frequently. And Republicans <laughs> often, uh, th- they tend to engage more just from from the, the the doors that I've canvassed. And we've knocked on a lot of doors in Claremont and Mira Mesa and PQ. And, and what's that like,
0: man? I actually did a... Uh... I kind of know what it's like. I did a walk with Nathan Fletcher. Oh yeah, recently. yeah. Recently, I've known Nathan for a while, and I've been helping him a little bit. We
1: just did a joint walk because we both got endorsed by the Sierra Club and the Dems for Environmental Action. So. And
0: I couldn't believe how much work was involved. I'll be—I mean, he's out there hitting the street, yeah. every friggin' night, hitting different neighborhoods, knocking on doors. Are yeah. you same discipline for you?
1: I try to be if, I mean, we'll find out in June. Yeah. Uh, we started walking in January. I say we, it is some royal we, but I have some volunteers. I have a, a cadre of volunteers, and uh, we've been out since January, and we're out now about five days out of the week, knocking on doors, couple hours a day. Uh, if you can, if you get 60 doors in a day, that's really, really good. Uh, some candidates, I mean, they can do 80, which is, that's a long day's work. Um, but, you know, I send my people to go speak with Dems, and then I go and I talk to everybody.
0: Any slam videos out there? <laughs> you, you against this Chris Kate guy, or whatever his friggin' name is? Uh, you know what? I'm uh, buddies with Chris Cote, Sanitas. <laughs> baby. I don't know who this joker is. No, no, no. There's, I mean,
1: you know, we've been fortunate because, at least as far as my fellow Democrats are concerned, when we're running, uh, and still running, you know, it's it's been a very there's been a lot of contentious races and we haven't been one of them. Good. And, I'm, and I feel very, but at the same time, it's like we look at each other and it's like, well, what the hell do we disagree on?
0: Yeah.
1: You know what we disagree, what we agree on is that Mr. Kate has to go for a variety of reasons. One of which is um, you may recall uh, the soccer city memo leak and uh, Mr. Kate admitted that he took classified city information about the soccer city proposal classified city information meaning information that belongs to you and i and taxpayers no way that's classified related to city business only and he shared it with the soccer city developer using his own personal email address oh boy so that prompted a seven eight month investigation by the state attorney general right. into wrongdoing by his office wasn't the mayor
0: wrapped up in this a little bit too
1: uh, the no, he wasn't involved in, in that leak. But in fact, Mayor Faulkner did say that if someone on my staff did something like that, they would have been fired. OK. Turns out Chris Kate actually did work for Mayor Faulkner uh, some time ago, back when Mr. Faulkner was a council member. OK. Uh, but it was the city attorney who actually said this information has been leaked. And I don't know if she knew who had leaked it, but at a certain point, Mr. Kate stepped up and took responsibility. But you know, if you or I did that during the course of our job, you would have been fired. We're done. You've been totally fired. We're done. You know, if if I'm working for 91X and I share information with FM 94.9, it's like, yeah, see you later. Exactly. So the fact that this gentleman is still sitting on council, still writing policy, still voting on policy that affects the entire city.
0: And what was his motivation? What would be his motivation for doing something like that? To get in bed with the people
1: at Soccer City? Uh, my, my, my knee-jerk reaction would be, you'll have to ask him, <laughs> um, and, and voters ask me that all the time. And, and I say, well, ask him when he shows up at your door. Um, I, I believe that uh, he knew some of the personalities with the Soccer City developer. Um, I don't know for sure, but I, I believe there were some some, you know, some connections there. Um, whatever, however, whatever the case may have been, it was wrong. It was illegal. It's a misdemeanor. You can't sure. do that. The whole full council has to vote to release any kind of classified information like that. And here's something really interesting, too. So the, the Chargers left San Diego. All right. Good riddance. No one's the Spanos and that drama, that's fine. And you know, we can blame the NFL because remember back when the 2003 Super Bowl happened and the head of the NFL is like, oh well, you know, you just don't have enough luxury boxes at this, you know, right. not, not really sexy stadium of yours, so we can't do Super Bowls in San Diego San Diego anymore which is the most absurd... Oh, but Detroit and Minneapolis are fine in, in February, but clearly San Diego is a problem, right? right. <laughs> a city that's like genetically designed for people to come visit, hotels, everything. So when um, in early 2016, when a lot of these machinations were occurring, if you were someone with the Chargers, and if you got wind that, hey, there's this council member, and he's sharing stuff with the Soccer City developer, and the mayor's getting really behind Soccer City, that kind of feels to me like they've already punched our ticket, we're done here. right? So... Even if you feel the charges were in the wrong for leaving, and I certainly do, if if the charges are hearing that as well, it's kind of like, so So really the city doesn't want us here anymore. Like The city leadership doesn't want us here. So I wouldn't say that you could blame them for the charges leaving, but it might have been one extra log on the fire.
0: Now, getting back to y- your opponent, aside from this misstep when it came to leaking this information, where are the biggest differences between the two of you? Other than the obvious.
1: I think the biggest difference is that um, Mr. Kate seems to be spending more time speaking to the downtown developer crowd and not speaking to his neighbors. And I've been seeing this just since the campaign began. There are a couple of uh, different kinds of housing projects being planned for Claremont. They have caused some controversy and People in Claremont feel as though they weren't part of the process. They haven't been part of the process. Even though we are at the beginning of the process, no one likes a surprise. And if you're just trying to drop something in someone's neighborhood and hope they don't notice, that's not leadership. Uh, People have called his office and have tried to get information. And and his office says, we'll just call the developer. It's like, like, what what are you you doing there? Uh, People have called for a variety of reasons and and have just been told, well, go petition the whole council. Oh, that's good. I'll take my whole day off from work, and I will go and petition the council for 60 seconds, and maybe you'll hear my whole argument, and maybe you'll vote in my favor, and you probably won't. You know, um, if I'm council member, I'm not doing this to not deal with difficult questions. I'm not not doing this to avoid talking with people. We're public personalities. We know how to talk with people. We know how to manage conversations. We know how to make sure everyone is heard. And then it's a matter of going back and, and making the best decision you can. But you've got to be transparent about it, man. You can't which, lead from the dark.
0: Which was going to be my follow-up question. Why are you doing this? Oh,
1: it's a good question. Um, and it's funny, Chris, because when you when when you do things like this, you sort of figure it's self-evident. But it's not, you know? Um, and, and the answer is... The answer is I want to lead. But the larger answer is I have had... A great deal of professional success in San Diego. I have been very fortunate. This town has been very good to me personally. It's been very good to me professionally. I met my wife at Balboa Park. Um, my family lives out here now. My sister and my father both live here in in San Diego. You're San
0: Diego now, yeah. man. Uh, You're I no longer Seattle, Tommy. I know, that right? Come back and forth. Yeah, yeah. The, Garrett's
1: the, no longer in control. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's in control of his own destiny. <laughs> Garrett probably knows where some of the bodies are buried. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I love Garrett, uh, uh, but uh, you know, yeah, the flannel has been purged, I think, from the wardrobe. But um, and then on top of that, you know, my. Uh, my larger family, you know, my, my extended family is—they're native San Diegans—and so it's just, you, you know, this is be- through durability and professional success and personal success. This is my home, and as we're sort of as I'm looking at this next stage of life. This is what I want to do. I want to lead.
0: My dog, by the way, I think it's genius that during this entire interview, my dog's been jumping all over you. Oh, I, I and, love it. And you didn't break beat, man. Bailey, come here. Bailey.
1: Come no, this here. is, I got to take a picture of her like emerging from oh, underneath the dresser. I got her out. Already. Oh my Sorry. God. This is adorable.
0: But you can take a picture of my little girl. Oh, uh, that's great. She was great. starting to bite my hand while we were talking. So I uh, kind of pushed those... her over to you. And then she went underneath the, uh, the dresser. Those right little here. puppy
1: teeth where they think your fingers are little pork chops. Holy shit, dude. It's razor blades. They're razor blades. <laughs> they razor are. blades, my friend. Oh, so, Bailey.
0: Do you, uh, do you miss radio at all?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I miss my colleagues. Yeah. You know, I, I, they were, you know, when I was at 91X most recently, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed working with everyone there. You know, the nice thing about working in radio is that you tend to work with people who are very funny who are very sharp, who are quick. People are always talking and, you know, everyone's got big mouths and big egos and stuff, but it's fun. And and the conversations, I mean, oh my God, Danielle and Scotty and I, when we would do the almanac, we would laugh our ass off. See, that's
0: the stuff I hours do. Hours about stuff. It that was great. shit's the best. The yeah. camaraderie that you would have amongst friends in those situations. Yeah.
1: And everyone's poking everybody else and yep. it, it was, or doing the, the beer segments were a lot of fun with Paul from Carl Strauss. And so, sure. So I, I miss that a lot. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I really enjoy doing this. And I'll tell you, one reason I enjoyed it is because there's no Groundhog Days. Yeah. Every day is very different. And you are, I'll, I'll, I'll say that I got three really good pieces of advice.
0: What's interesting, before you share these pieces of advice, is you're saying that radio is like Groundhog Day. Well, it can be. Where exa- well, and that's what it's become, where it's so interesting to me is because I remember people used to ask, what do you love so much about radio? Mm-hmm. And the first thing I would say is the community. I love listeners. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing was you never knew what was going to happen every day Right. until... It became Groundhog Day, and that's when I started going, you know, yeah, a little bit off the
1: rails. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're. Yeah, if you're sort of handcuffed to, you know, a certain kind of content, that that can get a little dull. But on the other hand, you know, I mean, there's a nice thing about consistency, too, because, you know, you got a paycheck coming at a certain time. And exactly. that's always nice. And, you know, you've, you've your day mapped out. So, you know, probably where you're going to be at, you know, 3 p.m. Yep. I, although I, it was funny, like doing mornings, you know, I, I'd get anxiety as the evening went on because I was like, Wow, I got to do some prep, and I got to get some sleep. And dude, that's, I that's know, tough.
0: man. It's Gosh. I don't miss that. Yeah, I don't miss that. But I interrupted you. So these three things. You oh, just say.
1: well. So I've had three very different pieces of advice from from different people, and and um, and look, I'm a candidate. Okay, I don't have all the answers, and I haven't won anything yet. I mean, we still are 20 days from today till we have the the the, the primary.
0: We're gonna change that.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: (laughs) It's a certain win. We're
1: trying to get to the general. But um, uh, one of the really good pieces of advice I got from someone I think very highly of who said, just go and talk to your neighbors. Talk to your neighbors. Um, And I don't refer to voters as voters. They're my neighbors. And no matter where in the district you are, you're my neighbor. And and I might sound Mister Rogers, but that's that's I believe that. Yeah. And I and and. Um, and you are wearing a cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> Threw it on right out when I got out of like, the car. You it's know. Hot. Santa, <laughs> I know. Of cardigan, but okay, uh, me in direct sunlight. But, uh, but it was yeah. Go go talk with your neighbors. The other good piece of uh, advice that I got was, running for office challenges you in ways you could never imagine and that has happened several times like i just never would have expected just little things that happen from day to day it's like wow that's just it's 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 just it's a challenge it's an adventure it is and uh and that has been very very true and the final piece of advice i got was uh from someone i like very much who said tommy prepare to be disappointed And this was an ally, you know, but, but say, saying that not every day is going to turn out the way you expected it. That's to. great advice. It was great advice. And, and, and thank goodness I was able to, to have access to the advice going into the whole process and, and, um, and it, it has served me well.
0: Vote, Tommy, 2018.com, there you have it. What a great sit down. Love that guy. Love that guy and everything he stands for. So, you know, I don't have to worry about political filters here. It's a a podcast. If I was doing traditional radio, I'd have to worry about what I say when it comes to this arena. But given it's our little community here, I'm not too concerned. And obviously, if you have opposing political views, totally cool, man. I'm not the guy that's going to engage and go to war with people over political views. So. I just want to say, vote Tommy, 2018.com. Obviously, I'm biased. I'll just leave it at that. But you heard from the guy, heard what he stands for, and uh, you make your own decision. Okay? Cool. Thank you so much for hanging here, Cantori, and you. We'll have new episodes coming later this week. In fact, tomorrow, uh, Friday, whenever you're, I don't know when you're consuming this, but Friday... I'm going to be out at Interactive Day, downtown J Street. Look for my bus. I'll be down there actually podcasting out of the bus and helping out the homies at Interactive Day. Looking forward to that. Also, as far as the podcast is concerned, I've got some great guests lined up for next week. do want to thank our patrons. okay? I always mention the Patreon at the end of the show, and I've got a new program launching next week. That's going to hook up our patrons big time, and we're going to reactivate that community and engage our other podcasts as well uh, within that community, too, if that makes sense. Like, Let Me Drink About It, Monday Mass, we're going to attach them to the Patreon as well, and we have some kick-ass things to give away uh, with your monthly donation, because everything helps uh, when it comes to keeping this network up and alive speaking of thank you to Mariposa ice cream they give a monthly donation via patreon that basically fuels all our podcasts, pays for all our podcast expenses so thank you to Mariposa ice cream Adams Avenue if you want the best homemade ice cream on the planet check them out thank you to Jake Nager in the moment of truth for your background music they've got a new record coming out this summer August And until next time, be well and uh, be cool. Be well, be cool, and be kind to yourself and others. Working on a new sign-off. I think I've officially ditched the aloha, (laughs) but always trying to put it out. All right, be good.